0: Amen. Thank you. All right, again, so uh, Corinthians, the, the church of Corinth, had a lot of problems. I and, mean, you know, in some ways I'm thankful that they weren't just a perfect church. Because, you know what, we're not a perfect church. Churches aren't filled with perfect people. They're filled with people who have sin in their lives, and they've recognized that. They've come to be redeemed by God and accepting the grace that God offers us. And so I'm thankful that it wasn't, hey, great job guys, you know, just keep doing what you're doing, see ya in a couple months. There were things that they were struggling with, things that they were dealing with, because that helps me. That helps me deal with the problems that I deal with. It helps with the problems that we deal with. And so I'm thankful that uh, this was a problem-laden church, and it is, um, because we are. So. Um, As we look at this topic of divisions, there's going to be three questions that we're going to be talking about. Um, We're going to be talking about this question, what leads to divisions? What are the root causes of divisions? And then how can we help begin to reintegrate? How can we uh, fix this? I'm hoping we don't just stay on the negative side too long, but I think it's important for us to look at what it is that causes these subtle shifts in divisions. What goes through our minds? What is the mindset or attitudes that create divisions initially? How can those wedges grow and where do those things lead? So I kind of want to back up. So the Corinthians had this problem with divisions. Where did that come from? What was the uh, beginning of this thought process? So let me just open this up and see um, where you're thinking, what mindsets or attitudes are causing divisions. Alan, what's your thoughts?:
1: uh, I have interest in following somebody that somebody said something. We've seen that several times it matter what someone
0: says okay so preacher itis was uh, Alan's point that we are just following what a specific person says rather than going back to the authority or back to the example how um, We can definitely fall into that sometimes. Again, we've mentioned, you know, I just have certain preachers that resonate with me um, because of how I think, which is odd. So, I mean, I think oddly. So I must connect with odd preachers. Who knows? But uh, there is that idea of, okay, because they said it, they know more than I do. I'm not, you know, I don't know Greek. I don't know Hebrew. They must know. Uh, We kind of jump into that. So that's part of that talk. Tony?
2: Everyone else. Uh, that's,
0: that's Say it again. Everyone else. <laughs> Everyone else, okay? It's
2: really not that I do, right? Uh, uh-huh. So, when we talk about this, like we try to eliminate just the things that we ourselves are doing or have done that breed that division. And so, some of those things we talk about are just saying bad things about other people. Uh, James talks about that in James chapter 4. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until we read the, the children's version mm-hmm. and It says, don't speak evil of one another. It's like, OK, it seems a little, like, ethereal. But it just says, in the children's version, uh, you say bad things about one another. Mm-hmm. And even, even when you've been hurt by people, that it doesn't justify that. And so we tended to throw <coughs> a lot of things with how people treated us, therefore, Trying to justify ourselves and then not doing, not loving, not being kind, not being gentle back to
0: one another. Yeah, you hit on a couple different things there. I think it's important. So um, I kind of term that first point of, you know, I'm right with no possibility of error. Like I'm right, you're wrong. I have already made up my mind on this issue. I just automatically dismiss any conflicting viewpoint. That comes my direction because I've come to a conclusion or I haven't really thought about it but I kind of know what's right and so I just totally outright dismiss the other person and the second one was some some personality conflicts between us maybe maybe there is a person that is that has hurt us in the past or have had previous conflicts and so therefore anything that that person uh, Or perceived, yes. So so there is a personality, uh, just mm, we're we're fighting heads, so everything you say is wrong, everything that I say is right, and that creates uh, a lack of unity, lack of division. I think there are some important things as well. Um, Let's see, Ryan, then Roy, and Alan, sorry. I'll go to you, Alan.
3: Describing some things that uh, they were playing together, and uh, child number two being and said, "No, that's not right. You're, you're not. remembering that correctly. But, um, it, it got kind of heated. you know, Just describing, like you know, what they were playing earlier in the day, and uh, after uh, talking with child number two for a while, I could see that um, they were uh, they were really concerned about making sure that you know we believed the right thing. Um, so I can see that it's coming from. A Place of like yeah, a desire for truth mm-hmm. and for justice, but uh, that became you know, the thing. and It really um, caused more problems than it helped. Yeah. So it's um, <laughs> like they were kind of holding up a, a mirror to myself that I do the same things in the subtle ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we sacrifice unity um, just for uh, getting the right answer on mm-hmm.
0: some some good yeah. Yep. Good. Good point, Alan. the
1: piece of church bosses. I have seen that happen, and it's not the preacher this time, but it's somebody who's been there forever, and they're, whatever they say, they the church boss. So we saw that
0: philosophy. Yeah, good point. Roy? Right.
1: Another thing, maybe he said I could hear her, uh, mm-hmm. the, the diacrophies that we read about, a man wanting to take control and run the congregation.
0: Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Um, there is that um, leadership. I mean, there's there's so much of this um, that leadership does allow or disallow that can foster or squelch certain things inside of the church. And so um, as you look to divisions, you have to look upward. You have to look to go, okay, so what is... What is the leadership helping do? What is the leadership uh, creating an atmosphere to breed contempt or to breed unity? And I think um, you do have to look uh, to those church leaders and what their motives are. Um, and that becomes a dicey thing sometimes. So, yeah, good point. Know.
4: Also, it's the culture and the environment around uh, them. When Paul started out, he called them saints together uh, in every call the name of the Lord Jesus, both our Lord and ours. So this is saints, but the immaturity, I think, this is a, just about 20 years out from Jesus himself. And so it's a very uh, immature time period. And you've got, it's also a, a port city, so it's like a melting pot of everything, everything's coming into to pour it. So they're having the outside influences as well that's pulling them away from each other. And so what he ends up, it all ends up coming back to, well, you have, you know, it's like, eh, you got to get all of this stuff out of here and start concentrating on each other and working together in the love that you have in
0: jesus yeah yeah good point so a couple things there that immaturity again kind of going back to ryan's comment again that children's justice like uh, just uh, there's just some things that kids don't understand about how things work and so again there is some immaturity there um i think another thing you mentioned is outside influences so our culture affects us how um so we live in america we are bred to demand our rights and that is prevalent oftentimes in a a church situation where we walk into the building and those same attitudes are prevalent We, we demand what we deserve we expect certain things and we demand our rights and that can create a lack of understanding and we come in and just be dogmatic so Mike
2: um, this may, this may go well, but, um, I think that-
0: Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, a lack of communication. Sorry, let me let me mention this one. Um, a lack of communication often becomes a divisive thing that we're not even listening to the other side. We we're just la 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 la. la. I don't want to hear it. You know, just. I've already made up my mind. I don't want to hear the arguments anymore. I'm not going to listen to you. There is that lack of communication because in verse uh, 10 of, of chapter 1, he says, live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church. Rather, be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. United in thought does not just happen. It does not just, oh, yeah, we all walk in the same room. It says Church price, Christ. We walk in, and we're all of the same mind. The same mind does not just happen because we're in the same room together. It happens because we are communicating. We are discussing. We are uh, challenging each other. We are studying together. Those things happen because of time in the Word together. Where we got? It? John? Yeah.
2: The same
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's what in the peacemaker, where they, you know, the the counseling of uh, the the married couple, and the the husband says, you know, my wife got historical, and the counselor said, don't you mean hysterical? She's like, no, historical. She brought up everything that ever happened in the past uh, in our argument. So yeah, I think that is. Part of that, there's some, there some hurts that we have to overcome, there's some pain that um, is, is needed there. So, Sarah,
4: personally, I think it's very easy for me to attribute motivation to people, and the only
3: way not to do that is to get them to know them better.
0: Yeah, yeah, we definitely jump to conclusions, we don't give the benefit of the doubt as much as we should. I think that's part of that. Sorry, let me write this down. Other comments? Where we got? Alan?
1: The lack of participation, people not wanting to get involved, and that's often what creates a, a church ball situation. I've had a fellow say, well, there's a vacuum. I'm just trying to fill it. And so that happens when other folks, and they just they don't care, and that leads to the
0: of Yeah, and it again kind of spurs from this idea of understanding we're a body, that we are connected, that we don't do well on our own individualism again I, I feel like as an american trait you know we're just that rugged individualism that we're we can go out there we're pioneers we can do it on our own we don't need government we don't need anybody else just leave me alone and i've got this that is difficult when we're together um my father-in-law always says this little trick uh, where you're separating your thumb i Tried to do it myself, my fingers are too fat, so I was gonna show you a picture of it, you know, where you, the, the trick is, you know, you're it looks like you're dislocating your thumb, right? And it's like we don't do well when we're all by ourselves. We have to understand that we are a body. We work better when we're connected to each other, and so I think part of that divisions is, well, I don't need you. I don't need that. I got myself. I got my Bible, I'm good. There is a connectivity that we miss out on when we don't understand that we are a part of the body. So, Daniel. again that is again culturally you know Gen Xers um, don't believe anything we've been marketed to our entire lives uh, to such an extent that we are very cynical it's like I don't believe anything where baby boomers believe everything I mean again generalization but again if you said it then I trust you and therefore it is and so there is that cynicism that does creep into our culture uh, into our church culture from our external culture. And then we got a lot of hands here. Who's got the mic? <laughs> Caitlin. Um I think maybe perhaps not walking alongside a brother when there's a sin problem. Not lovingly drawing the Jesus but um planting a finger and coming down on my back sister. Yeah, good point. Not reconciling See Robin have her hand up and Josh. Yeah, again, just having mercy with each other, just understanding, yeah, I'm not the same person, you're not the same person, uh, but yet we treat each other as if they're rigid and unyielding. Yeah, good. Thank you. Uh, Robin, go ahead. So.
5: As we grow as a congregation and as individuals, and we understand more deeply the Scripture, it can be uh, scary when someone brings up a different understanding of that Scripture that could be just as valid as the one that we have held on for so long. And personally, I, I sometimes would just yeah, I want to do a little of and I think that can cause tensions too. We've got these little misunderstandings
0: or disagreements that we don't fully explore or allow ourselves. Yeah, and again, it says that lack of compromise, and I don't mean compromise of the truth, but compromising—just can I give up my little pet peeve? Can I do something that? uh I just won't yield into. Can I look at that and go, okay, so you look at that in a different way? Can I, um, is there fellowship issues there? Or is it just my personality that it's like, okay, I would prefer not to do that? Could I do that? Yes, just a lack of compromise as well. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking. A little closer there. It is, yeah. There's a lot to that, Craig.
3: thinking and feeling without, you know, tagging onto that, and that's totally bogus, by the way, and, you know, here's what I think, um, and <laughs> people to do that the same way, Just to, if you're in conflict, try to state what the other person is trying to say and how they feel, and just stop. Yeah. You, know, you have to fight your tongue, it is, it is really hard to do, um, but when you do that, it's remarkable how that really refuses the situation, and uh, when both parties are doing it, it just really
0: uh, We're going to talk more about that in our uh, um, how to solve these issues, because I think that's a vitally important one. Uh, Luke, and then we're going to move on to our next question here. Yeah, good. All right, so it's easier for us to recognize some of the problems because I'll just speak from my own experience. I've seen them, I've I recognized them. I've seen, like, whoo, that was a, a nasty situation. It's easy to recognize those. Uh, and so let's look at this. Um, Second question, we won't spend as much time on this one, but it says there are times in which a church claims to divide over a biblical topic, but the division was caused in large part due to other underlying issues where the issue wasn't really the issue. What are some things that can cause a church to split that are unrelated to the issue itself? So again, it's kind of this... false argument of, uh, well, we're dividing on, whatever it is, the Lord's Supper or Sunday night, whatever. Uh, What are some things that cause a church to split? And, And maybe we've mentioned some of these, but maybe ask in a different way. Is there anything that comes to mind as we look at recognizing the root cause, the things that were backed up to that created a false split. I'll, I'll just say it that way. Sarah? The, t- the things I see are frequently not the actual
4: topic, but disagreement on what is actually an essential issue. And who gets to decide what <laughs> is the essential issue. Yeah. I don't think there's
0: yeah, good point. It's hard. It, there's a lot of dividing lines here. Uh, let's see, Julia, and then Chris. That's hard for our leadership to recognize. That's hard for us as members to um, see where those go. I think that's important. Chris? Yeah, tribal
6: connections. whether it goes in the bucket of Romans 14 or whether it goes into the bucket of a non-negotiable matter of salvation. We don't, we don't agree on every single one of those, but if we really put love first, it's going to make it a lot easier and a lot better results in the end of, of what we determine on that. We're going to give more. We're going to have more uh, compassion, more leeway and figuring those things out. And I think that's the whole point of Romans 14. It's not. Because Paul gave the answer, but he didn't say, give him the answer and tell him to do what I said.
0: He said, love one another and don't judge one another and don't despise one another. Even if you disagree on these things, Mm -hmm. work together, figure it out, love. Good. Good Katrina? I think we like to be
4: comfortable. Um, If, you know, this person thinks that I'm the queen of the world and knows all things, then I probably want to spend more time with them. But this person is constantly challenging.
0: It's hard. The answer is hard, um, I think, is what it really boils down to. Yeah, good. Luke? to say this point about how to determine
3: what's primary and secondary. I've been
0: in churches, but one of the things was there
3: was
5: an
6: attitude that everything was there for primary. Is there for what? Everything was primary. Everything was primary. Okay, good.
0: very pharisaical, doesn't it? Yeah, Nitpicking every single yeah. item. So, we'll we're going right back mean, here.
1: Ryan. So, um, I don't know if this will add, or not. but one of the things we have to keep in mind is that um, for multiple generations the church existed without a Bible. And so then, I'm, you know, I'm thankful for the Bible. I'm thankful every day that, that someone preserved these letters We have to adopt some sort of That's a a pun. Is that a pun? No, I mean, it, it's, what, it's what Hebrews told us, right? I mean, it's not a Be careful with this thing. And, and so we have to adopt a philosophy of what is that, what is the scripture to us. If In you, and it will get rid of you as well. So the, the point was to have a community, not have, and by the way, that had to be a global community that fit every environment, every place, and every time. And that's where it's going to be very difficult if we try to write it into a wall. Yeah. Great, good point. Thanks.
0: I know we have uh, some more hands but let's move on to how do we solve this what are some um, let me just read question. what are some principles that we can use to help us avoid causing divisions what's the solution the solutions aren't as easy as the recognition of the problem because we all just see the problem but it's harder to figure out how to solve this how are we going to solve this issue First of all, I think it's love. I think it is what Paul is talking about here, that it comes back to putting people above ourselves, looking out for the interests of others, not just the interests of myself. Guilty as charged, guilty. That's hard, that's hard for us. It's such a simple answer, but that is a difficult step to be concerned about your interests over mine because we have just an innate sense of i'm going to take care of myself and let everybody else deal with their own problems that's the easy way to go the hard thing is to go i'm preferring you over myself that's hard jesse
2: someone seeking justice. That's not a bad thing. But Paul is saying, sometimes, because of love, you
1: don't seek justice. And that is very unethical, extremely
2: unethical. And so you get this idea of seeking justice from God, like Paul said, you know, Alexander the Congressman, there's only much harm if the Lord would pay him. And what our archangels say, the Lord would be, uh, that kind of thing. So,
0: Good. Yeah. Um, Alan?
1: individuals praying for our congregation praying for
0: everybody. It's hard to hold a grudge against somebody. Well
2: said. Tony? Uh, cabin fever. Cabin so, fever? So if you've ever been trapped in a room with people. Okay. Okay. With people. Okay. You begin to, like Paul says to Galatians, invite the and devour one. Uh And be careful that we're too, sometimes too inward-focused and we begin to swabble and nitpick over, over a little tiny things because we're just have just been crammed in a room. And until we begin to either focus outward or working on the fighting Satan, fighting that common enemy as opposed to one another, um, that's that's where it needs to start. And so if we're focusing on serving one another or looking to evangelize, looking out of us, outside of us, we're going to continue to just boil and simmer.
0: So it's interesting. You know, we talk about being a unity, being together, being a, a body. But, you know, just like a gear, when things are designed, Lon can talk about this, when, when gears are designed to be perfectly mated to each other, when we start working on that, What happens when you have a gear in that situation that are just perfectly aligned? What do you have to have in that engine? You've got to have some lubrication. You've got to have, like, those gears are perfectly designed in an Indy car to do what they're supposed to do. But if you don't put any lubrication in that to have some... um, help with that heat and that friction and that bonding. When we're so close and we're perfectly united, whether that's a husband and wife, or whether that's a parent child, whether that's a church, we, it creates heat, it creates tension, it creates friction when we're working together closely. And so that's an interesting thought that we have to have grace because we talked about it yesterday. It's like, I can be so critical of my children. I can be walking around and go, don't do that don't do that oh don't do that that's not the way you're supposed to do that don't talk to her like that every little bit when i'm with my child i can just completely overwhelm them of being totally critical in that situation there has to be some grace there has to be some forgiveness there has to be and again that was an interesting thought that i hadn't uh processed through so um who we got mitch and then julia
1: so it seems like Enjoy.
4: Does take time
0: does take energy it takes real concern Um, those things all play a part in that Um, again communication is so important Um, I think it's Gary Smalley in his marriage uh, talks it talks about drive-through talking when uh, you're in a conflict and you um, like at a drive through when you're placing your order, they repeat back to you what they thought you said. And how often do we just jump to a conclusion, you said this, and I'm going to jump all over that argument. And, and it's like, I don't even know that that's what I said. Taking the time to go, okay, I heard this. This is what I heard you combating or confronting or challenging is that what you meant and they go oh no that's not what i meant at all or yes that's exactly what i meant because i don't know if you're like me i don't get the chance to confront people very often and when i actually have to articulate my argumentation outside of my head through my mouth and it comes out of my mouth Oftentimes what I say isn't always exactly what I'm feeling or I just can't put into words what it is that I'm saying. And so just taking a moment to go, this is what I heard you say, is that what you're conveying? And they they can either correct that or expound on that or acknowledge that. I, I think it allows... That communication to become more impactful then we can argue about the things that we are going to argue about instead of some side issue that none of us even really care about but that's what you said and so I'm gonna just jump all over that one statement uh, to discredit you that's that's hard to do uh, Deborah and her counseling. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because counselors get that. Uh, you know, how does that make you feel? Deborah uses that phrase. So, what I heard was it, it, it is very clarifying, it is very, um, it creates understanding in a lot of situations that are uh, adversarial. Carrie? Kind of along with what
1: Well said. Right. And, uh, what, what's on the family here is the family. Don't get other people involved in it from outside. And then we've got everybody telling us how to correct it.
4: Now,
0: mm-hmm. lots of hands here. Um, Who's got Amber? yeah see people as God sees them I think that uh is valuable um, let's see Ryan no Ryan right.
6: So what did they teach? How did they live? (tose)
0: Gracias. <tose>
5: Both could be wrong. Recognizing all of those and applying grace, like we talked about, and doing introspection on ourselves and checking those assumptions can be extremely valuable for extending that grace.
0: In Chris Emerson's uh, Excel Still More podcast, um, in the August thirty first, twenty twenty is um, he discusses this idea of creating a strong man versus a straw man. Uh, Luke mentioned that. Um, I would highly recommend it. He's going to say it a lot better than me. Um, It's about 20 minutes long. And it's basically the argumentation instead of setting up this really wimpy argument and then blasting their ideas with it, of coming around to their side and looking at it from their perspective, Creating as strong of an argument as possible and then attacking that strong man as opposed to this. Let me finish with Philippians chapter 2. It says, be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. So as we continue to delve into this idea of divisions, thank you for this great discussion of this and how we can overcome some of those things as the Corinthians did.